The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. There was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the wedding. When the wine ran short, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, how does your concern affect me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servers, Do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for Jewish ceremonial washings, each holding 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told them, Fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, draw some out now and take it to the head waiter. So they took it. And when the head waiter tasted the water that had become wine, without knowing where it came from, although the servers who had drawn the water knew, the head waiter called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves good wine first. And then when people have drunk freely, an inferior wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this as the beginning of his signs at Cana in Galilee, and so revealed his glory, and his disciples began to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord. A wedding and a miracle. I've used this gospel many times for weddings and always say to the couple who's there, it is a miracle that you made it to this point, right? And I mean that in the best way possible, right? The chances that they would have met each other at a certain point and then they grew enough in love and faith and all this, and then they stand before the Lord and then they're saying to one another, we're going to do this. I don't know what's coming down the pike, but we're going to do this. I mean, it's really an incredible witness when you see two people stand up and say, I'm going to love you in good times and in bad, sickness and in health. We're going to sort it out. A miracle. This gospel that we hear of Jesus attending, by the way, they had a spectacular guest list, right? whoever these people were in Cana, said Jesus and Mary was there and all of his disciples. Uh, Cana, by the way, is right next to Nazareth. I mean, like two miles away or something, so it would make a lot of sense. And this revelation of this miracle at a wedding points to a number of realities of who Jesus is. He begins his public ministry. The first image comes from this idea that even when there's nothing, the Lord can provide. Jesus also uses what sounds like an offensive term and calls Mary woman. You might have heard that, right? Woman. Well, it's supposed to, he'll call her by the same name again, the same term, at the cross. And it links Jesus and Mary to Adam and Eve, right? That they're coming to restore this fallenness of the world and our own sin. 
And then we also hear Jesus speaking about, my hour has not yet come. Right? Again, pointing towards the crucifixion, even as he begins his public ministry. And then what happens? Uh, they get the best wine. Hmm? Not the two-buck chuck or whatever they call it, you know, that sort of thing. Right? Let's roll that out. People are already a little saucy, so we'll roll out the cheap stuff. Huh? No, no, the best wine, right? The absolute best, right? Hope. And there's super abundance of it, right? Not just a little bit, but now we have almost more than we can handle, right? And all of this points towards Jesus coming to fulfill God's kingdom, right? Manifesting the fullness of everything that the prophets have said before, everything that they're here to celebrate, Celebrate God's goodness in the Messiah. Now, there is a beautiful book of the Bible about married love. It's the Song of Songs. And if you're in the married state, that might be a good one for you and your spouse uh, to do a little meditation with together. You could read that. Uh, it speaks about mutual desire and how it kind of ebbs and flows at different times, but it's about this loving relationship between two people. And in that, the Song of Songs, scripture scholars and theologians say, well, the love between the two people represents Yahweh's love for the people. Right? Or, you can play it out even further, Jesus' love for the church. Or, even a little further, God's love for you. That God desires to marry us through Jesus. Now, this is hard sometimes because in our society, we don't, you know, there's a lot of wounds in married life and a lot of ruptures and challenges for sure. But it is supposed to be this perfect image of what it means for God to love us and to provide for us. You know, when we celebrate the sacrament of marriage, it's for life and love. To bring forth new life and to be fruitful and to experience joy in that, right? For those that have kids and be able to life, right? We're supposed to be loved by the Lord so we can bring forth new life. But it also involves sacrifice. Right? To have a kid, for those of you that do, you know, it's joys, but it's also a lot of dying to self and trying to figure out how to navigate all these things and take care of another and to offer your time and your energy and everything. Well, it's no different in our marriage relationship with the Lord. To be fruitful, but also sacrifice, and sometimes it's going to be a struggle and challenging, but that's part of the commitment. And also for love. Two people enter into this marriage as an opportunity to be able to love one another. And in loving each other, it's about knowing, too. The more someone loves someone, hopefully then they want to know them more. The more they know them, they want to love them more. That's the goal. The same in our relationship with God. We come to a certain knowing, we love the Lord, and then we want to know more. And then we love the Lord more. It continually builds upon itself. And the loving between two persons, 
and between God and us should lead us to holiness. One of the uh, lines that I use at weddings is, I know you're nice enough to be able to take care of somebody else, right? They're competent enough, right? They could take care of somebody and try to do the best they can, fine. But the real challenge, I think, in the sacrament of marriage is, are you willing to allow yourself to be loved by somebody else? Will you make yourself vulnerable enough to be loved by somebody else who's good, but imperfect, just like we all are? And will you allow that person in to care for you and to support you and challenge you at different times? And isn't that what our relationship with the Lord is supposed to be about as well? Last image, uh, this uh, married covenantal love between God and us. You know, when two people come together and they say yes to each other in the sacrament of marriage, they're between two equals. When we're talking about God marrying us or Jesus marrying the church, it's not between equals. Hmm? (laughs) That's an important distinction. God isn't just like us, but a lot better. Okay? Sometimes we can think that way, right? God's like us, but super good, you know? No, no, no. God's like on a whole other level in reality. And so even as we work through our own journey of faith and we have times where we're moving forward and times it seems like we're moving back and we're trying to this and that, the Lord's always faithful and is always with us. A wedding and a miracle. The Lord marries you. It's a miracle.